Hello and welcome once again to the Route to Networking. I'm George Barnes, joined by our special guest, Dime Eric, one of the most interested names in networking, staging installation engineer at High Point Solutions. Until recently, welcome, Dime. Hi, George. How's it going? It's uh, great to be on. Thanks. Very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, and yeah, if you're watching any of this over YouTube as well, you you probably won't know, but Dime's got a fantastic head of hair. Very David <laughs> Ginola-esque at the moment, you know, the legend, legendary footballer. But um, yeah, how's tricks? How are you getting on? I'm pretty okay, man. I just uh, I just got back home to Chorley, back up north, left London and High Point, you know, left a good London life behind. And I'm heading back to university in a couple of weeks, so I'm pretty excited for that. Hey, yeah, I was going to say, what are you going to be studying for your master's? What I'm you going to be doing network computing again, just exactly like my like undergrad, except there's a big focus on CCMP and AWS like architecture. So I'm pretty excited, you know, because like I've already got my CCMP, but I have no clue about cloud infrastructure. So I can't really wait. Like, can't wait to get my hands in there. It's definitely the future. So good work. Yeah. Um, right. So let's kick things off. So how did you get into networking? Um, each area it is uh, I got into networking because in college I did a uh, BTEC national diploma in like you know software programming and stuff but yeah. we covered like literally like all aspects of computing but it was like the little 2% of every single topic yeah. and the one thing I had no I, no clue about was like networking we had like uh, data analysis obviously programming and all that jazz but networking yeah. guide nothing and I did a quick Google and stuff like star and mesh topologies came up and I was like, this looks pretty cool. I might as yeah. well learn about this because when I got to the point when I had to choose my degree, everybody started going off like, you know, computer science. Then there was like games development and obviously staffs is like huge for like uh, games development and stuff. But I thought that was a pretty saturated market and I knew yeah. nothing about networking. So I was like, screw it, let's just go there. You know, I took like a long shot and hope for the best. Nice. Seems to work out. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always interested to know because it's like. Obviously, I work in the industry and I've worked in it for years and networking is my thing. But, yeah, it's just how people find their path. And there's so many different ways. And like you say, the, the, the IT and computer science industry is huge. And then you pick that particular that one specific area. Um, but you're evidently passionate about it. And the fact, you know, you've done well, you've recently. When did you pass your CCMP? How long? Ago? It was this year. It was um, February, I think. Like I got my wireless. So I did my on call last year in October. Yeah. And I got my wireless one in um, February. So like, because obviously there's two parts, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I still, you know, I'm still struggling to get my head around the certifications. I was at Cisco Live when they announced them. And I don't know, I just found myself because I'm so used to the traditional Cisco certs. Like you do your route, your switch, your T-shoot, get your CCMP. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, but you could do like these specializations and these cores. And I think it's, it's probably taken me six months to get my head around how the certs work. Um, but so you did your did your specialization in wireless. How did you find the exam? Um, it was difficult because I did it when the wireless came up fresh. Right. So. Yeah. There was like little to no resources apart from a couple of forums and everyone going, oh, can somebody give me some pointers on this question or this yeah. question, right? So you just have to sort of like read the book kind of, and then you start doing some practice tests and all that jazz. And then you realize that what's happened in the book doesn't really entail what half what's on the test. It's a lot of like um, physical knowledge. Like you'll have to work with controllers, work with APs and actually setting up that sort of wireless environment to understand like all the bits and bobs and like you know like niche settings and that yeah how have you because obviously so you you did a degree in computer networking mm -hmm. and what grade did you get i got first 
good lad. Right, surprised I, me too. I, I couldn't remember that, right? It was either a two <laughs> one or a first, right? So that that didn't backfire. So good work. Um, so you got first in networking. You then left university and joined High Point Solutions, obviously leading Cisco partner, US and UK presence. How do you think your degree set you up, or what 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 did you feel like the transition was like? Because obviously you've gone from learning a bachelor's in computer networking to then going to work at a Cisco partner and studying your CCMP. You know, um, what did you think the transition was like and kind of how was it uh, different? So actually my boss, like well, my former boss, Neil Tyndall, said this in such a great way. He said, like, whenever he gets like grads, he realizes, well, they realize that you come out thinking like you're the bee's knees, you know, everything about computing to know there is, you know, everything about networking. And then you get to put in an actual environment and you realize I know next to nothing. You know, you <laughs> yeah. realize like you haven't been in a data center. You haven't like seen an actual like network be put together like you put into like fabrication you know see it come live in that and it really puts things into perspective because like um i think i learned for the f in the first three months i learned more than i did in like the last three years of university like i got to um crazy my first week in high point so i got my laptop and stuff and like uh neil tyndall started like drawing up this like quick little like you know uh just ospf and bgp network and he said like, let's get high availability going uh you know but put all this in a terminal server and we never did that in university so i was like oh god what am i gonna do but then a quick google and obviously like you know not just sent like cisco syntax um it's pretty easy and like what should have taken me two weeks took me about maybe a day and a half less than that just because i had three years of experience of like actually messing with equipment you yeah. know powering through that kind of vibe mental yeah it's always interesting because yeah like you say obviously we placed you at high point and you i always remember like this bright-eyed bushy-tailed guy turning up to his interview and i was there and you were on a skateboard yeah right? you had a skateboard with you to the interview which i think is the first for me i don't think i've ever seen anybody turn up a skateboard <laughs> an interview um, yeah but you were kind of cool when you pulled it off so that was fine and then obviously there was a number of people interviewing that day and we you know we hired a number of people and also um yeah it's so interesting because you see all these um guys and girls that come out of university and we put them through kind of you know basic testing and kind of ccna level knowledge stuff and uh, you'd be surprised i think sometimes particularly i think if you study something right at the start of your degree you study it in year one and then somebody asks you about it when you go for a job interview, which is essentially year three or four at that yeah. point. You know it, but you're kind of like, oh, you've asked me something about it. it might be something like spanning tree protocol. It might yeah. be about VLANs. It might be about whatever. And you go, I actually know that. I've actually studied that. But I did it three years ago. Cool. And and that I think that's always really hard. And then I see the, the, I see the end product, well, the current product, which yeah. is yourself. And I see like the progress you've made. And i think university is a great building block like that's the de facto i think you know it's, yeah. i think it's great to go and obviously study a specific course but like you said once you i wouldn't say you're like throwing in the deep end you're probably throwing in like the middle end you know not the shallow end yeah, not the course. deep end but then to see how much you can learn so quickly um yeah it's nuts absolutely nuts but um what is it that made you want to join high point well, obviously, I got, um, you know, placed by you guys. But before that, like, I was, I went through a placement year, actually. Like, you know, uh, my uh, my course was a sandwich course, but I started applying for jobs in my second year. So I could, like, you know, go to placement yeah. in third year. And that whole year, I got, like, nothing, you know. I'd get second interviews, third interviews, and then hung up and stuff like that, you know. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, I got you guys, like, 
I think it was like towards the end of my third year. Yeah. And two interviews and I like, got the job straight away, you know. You yeah. guys are, like great connections and I just love the way High Point worked because the jobs I was applying to were very like support role based, you know, you'd sit down at a telephone, then you'd start working through tickets. And when I saw the job description, it was like staging and installation engineer. I was like, whoa, this is like yeah. completely different, you know, like it doesn't yeah. look like I'm going to be sat at the desk for God knows how long working overtime. And yeah, you know, praise be, but like I got there, like I was hands in straight away. I went to my first data center, installed an actual switch, which was like heavier than I thought, you know, took me like two years to build up the strength to do start doing installations by myself. Well, that's the thing as well. I think it's quite unique what they do because you know a lot like you alluded to a lot of the graduate roles are support roles and nobody ever i always think this is from a stress perspective nobody ever rings you up to say the network's fine they only ever yeah. ring that, that support line or email you when you're yeah. in trouble right but obviously with what you've been doing at high point you've been building new stuff and that's quite cool you know you're kind of you're installing new stuff you're building new stuff together in a team and and delivering new networks. So I don't think you've necessarily, you're not on a help desk. You're not just getting bang, 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 you know, a barrage of calls or, or emails yeah. or whatever, but actually, um, yeah. It's, and it's very rare that companies do that. I think I told you that at the time, yeah, yeah, you know, there's yeah. very, there's very few businesses that will go, right, we'll take a punt on a graduate, you know, we'll train them up and, and that kind of stuff in a, in a project capacity. Often it's kind of like cut your teeth in first, second line. Then we'll talk about kind of next steps. Um, what type of challenges would you face day to day in your role? Ooh, uh, it was more like getting to know like the staging process because obviously like um, the sales guys have to work with us because um, we they like you know go talk to the customer get the requirements and yeah. then we they sort of like build us like a sort of like bill of materials and then like we have to make sure the bill of materials that they put together is good enough for the customers like. Uh, you know, requirements so i'd i normally like sit with like my team or both neil's or you know somebody who would have like you know prior experience in it i'd look through i'd see how we get it from the sales side see how it's built and then as soon as it comes here um we work with like the warehouse teams like getting it all together and like staging it ourselves so it was more like learning that process before i started doing it myself and then yeah. you have to like start keeping track of your own work because it's like unlike university you're not going to have like lecturers like sort of like guiding you there, you know, spoon feeding you bits and bobs that you don't know. At some point when you're left by yourself, you got to know where my work's kept, like what I've done so far. And if someone says, oh, you know, what what switch did you stage like last week? I need like the MAC address or serial number for like your ASAP, and, you know, the customer. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So you can like literally go down, find it and it's there. And uh, that's it. Like, because the installs are kind of easy. You know, you go in, you rack it. The only downside i'd say is um dealing with other people's work at a data center because like say if um you've been allocated like a 2u position in a specific wreck yeah but the guy above you has been kind of an idiot and had his power come through your u and you're like well i can't put my switch in now because this guy's like this guy's switch is already pretty live and i can't just like just take it out so that means the project yeah yeah <laughs> the project gets delayed as well so then you have to come in another day so it's just a bit like that you know that's so basically, yeah. Basically, cabling infrastructure like your hair, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> just everywhere, basically. Yeah, you always see those photos online and stuff where it's like, where you see the cables, it's like it looks like spaghetti junction, just yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not nice where they're all bound up and they look pretty and stuff. Yeah, God, yeah. The thing is, I'm a proper perfectionist as well. So when I see stuff like yeah. that, I'm not, I'm not even a network engineer. I'm like, oh, that's good. That looks really good. Yeah. 
in a, well, in, a in a bit of a creepy way as well. Um, <laughs> well, I was gonna say the people at High Point, like, um, I got trained under like the level twos who were like teaching me how to like do my job, but they teach you how to do things right and get things nice. like good from the get go, you know, because that way it stops you having to come back and rectify your mistakes. So yeah, they like everybody's a perfectionist at High Point. I think everyone likes to do things the right way to make sure it's done to the best of their abilities. It's actually like, you know, one of our fundamentals since we have like 30 there, like take pride in your work and stuff, you know? Yeah. What you should start doing is when you put, when you spot poor work, you put sticky note on it and go, ring me if you need any training. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and the calls be nonstop, man, from the States, some DCs, like, wow. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. And you don't have to say me, you know, this is yeah. a bit of a loaded question, but who's your biggest role model in networking? Don't say me because it's, <laughs> Okay, I'll try not to. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I really have like a role model because um, I've worked so well just from the people around me, you know? I yeah. gain knowledge, I have the shadow, and then sometimes it's not even like just working under them, but like water cooler conversations help so much. But like, because they teach you how to like be very fluid with like your interactions, so you know, they know who to talk to and stuff. So yeah. I'd say it was, uh, you know, mainly my team at High Point. They actually like brought me up to be the engineer I am today. So I'd say them. Yeah, if you're listening right now. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening right now, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Um, no, very good. And so, obviously, you're looking back now. You're going back to your masters, which is great. And you know, particularly the cloud stuff sounds re really interesting. Is this because there'll be a lot of younger listeners that are listening to the podcast? Yeah, of course. I think last week we had, I think, nearly 800 downloads in a week, oh, and God. I think a lot of them will be students. Is it a career that you would recommend? if you were given the opportunity again or would you look at something else or what do you think i would say like it's definitely a career i could recommend because the, comp the company the industry is booming at the minute and it will only continue to boom right it's not like it's just going to stop right it's um i think though if you can get into it now at like foundation degree you'll be fine along the way you know because like university gives you a really really good foundation to go from yeah. and i'd definitely do it again yeah well, if I think even Hamilton Barnes as a business, I kind of started doing recruitment in this thing called Cisco, which was kind of where we started. And it's only as you start to look as every everything is becoming connected to the infrastructure, everything like, you know, yeah. you could buy fridges, uh, kettle, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. you know, like literally everybody wants everything online. And I think that's well, it's underpinned by the infrastructure we work with, which is great. And I think, like you said, the industry is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. What what advice would you give to a student that is maybe joining university or maybe they're in like their first year or their second year? Have you got any shiny diamond type advice? Uh, what, just for networking or just for university uh, in, in general? Both. Go Both. Okay. Um. So networking, I'd say get your subnetting and BLSM completely down because you will end up using it. And uh, theory is all good, but like start getting into the labs, hook yourself up to routers, build some networks, like get your ground knowledge good to go. Because when you, once you start, obviously, you know, going to recruiters or going to like interviews, once they ask you like, hey, have you actually built a network? You can be like, yeah, this is like all I've done. Because I hear about like, you know, interview horror stories where People come in with like eight TCIEs, but they're all like, you know, they're all paper based or like where you get uh, grads come in and they're they got a first. Right. But they've never seen a router or they've never seen a switch, you know. Yeah. So get your hands on knowledge down like as soon as possible, really. Even, yeah. if, it, even if it's just like packet tracer or GNS3, you know, at least you got something. 
well that's the thing like we we recruit for some large footy footsie businesses and they're like you're right they look for like ccies double ccies triple ccies all that kind of stuff and they'll come out of interviews and go oh, they asked me what the layers of the osi model were <laughs> and they got i go well did you get it right and they're like yeah but i had to pause for a second because it's kind <laughs> of in your head you're like yeah all right, I need to think about that. And it, a lot of people, particularly, there's one guy who I really respect, and he 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 says something to me a while ago that really resonated with me. And he said the fundamentals of networking is the type of stuff that's going to get you out of the shit when you're in a data center at one in the morning, something goes wrong, and you're trying to work it out. Yeah, right? definitely. You go, right, what's actually going on here? Let's go back to basics. <laughs> and so all the interviews that that bit particular business does, they always they have this part of the interview called like the fundamentals of networking. It's like, explain spanning tree, you know, or yeah. the OSI model, or, you know, the, like broadcast domains, like collision domains, stuff like that. And I think um, a lot of businesses look for that, and that comes up quite a lot. And as people get more senior, they kind of yeah, think that's have less value. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're too bougie now, so they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't need that. But um, what do you think, from a networking perspective, is the biggest game changer, or um, what do you think is coming? Um, so I mean, so basically, recently we had like a lot of work to do with um, Arista, and because obviously, like I was doing a lot of um, wireless stuff, so I started looking to the cloud vision, and yeah. like that looked incredible. Because compared to Cisco, which you want, you want to start getting Wi-Fi done right. Every like AP or service you buy, you have to get a specific license for it too. And suddenly you start Money. buying more. Li- yeah, you start buying more licenses and equipment, and then serv- you need a license for a specific service set on a specific AP. And you're like, God, what do I do? Whereas Arista is like, they got a wide range of like APs and controls and stuff. But it's like, it's like one license, and then you're good. You get the whole thing with it, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, they're a lot like they're a lot like Meraki, but they've got like a bunch of different features. And I'm really into like Kato at the minute because they've got these little like points of presence things. It's like the what's it called secure access, like all Sassy. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. We had one in our lab, right? And that does like all the firewall business for you. So instead of having like this big chunky like you know Fortigate or Palo Alto, you have this like tiny little box that sits on top of your switch, and you just crawl in through there, you know. And it does all the it does all the security filtering for you too, which is great. Such a growing land space as well, Sassy. Yeah. Like, there's so many yeah. businesses that are going for it. And Cato have been beating the drum for a while as well. They were one of the first to the party. But I think yeah. we're seeing more and more businesses that want to, you know, are looking for people with um with those skills. Um from a technology perspective, what do you think is going to impact network engineers in the next two to three, four, five years? just anything really like software defined because everything overall we know right now is becoming software you know yeah. switches routers yeah I, I mean give it a couple more years we'll have a whole network that's just completely software defined you know you'll see empty racks soon yeah enough, i think just air just air and <laughs> invisible routers. yeah exactly yeah. it's literally nuts i remember when software defined networking first time started coming about and everybody's like, oh, there's this thing called like SDN. It's good. This yeah. is before ACI or before you know, any of the products before. And it was like loads of people were talking about it. They're like, are you doing SDN? Everybody was like, yeah, I'm doing SDN. Nobody was doing SDN. Like it was years ago. And everybody was like, but, he, but Dave's doing SDN. And it was a bit of like a an elephant in the room that nobody was actually doing it properly. But now yeah. I think particularly since your career, you know, the last few years, like people are really adopting it and they're really going for it. People want to see other people try it and see if it fails. Yeah. And then once it doesn't, they go, all right, yeah, we'll get it. We'll start doing it. Um, 
but yeah, no, really, really interesting. I think obviously you've got ACI, DNA, that, that particularly even like you alluded to, Arist- I, I see Arista as really strong players at the moment. Yeah. Uh, really, really strong players, like really good tech. Everybody raves about them. Yeah. Here, which is good. What's uh, what's next for you then? Obviously you're going to uni. What yeah. do you think? I don't know. Um, so, uh, do you know how you mentioned like quite back before, you said like CCNP used to be, you have your, you know, you got your routing, you got your switching, you got your troubleshooting. Yeah. And like uh, looking over my modules now, so your the the masters I'm going for, it sort of preps you for your AWS certs along with your CCMP certification. Which is amazing. So yeah, it's awesome. But now I'm going back, already having my CCMP. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm doing routing, switching, and troubleshooting all over again from the get go. So like I'm yeah. gonna whip out my old books just to get going. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I can't wait to go be a student again. You know, the life of like societies. Like I remember when I was like in my third year. Uh, actually, second year, I started like the skateboarding society where it just go skate with anybody who had a board. Like it was completely free to join, but I had to give, I had to actually charge like two pounds because it was like considered like a dangerous sport or something. So that really, I was just like, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, oh, that's mean. I wanted to make free so anybody who could rock up just come skate with me or something, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. You're gonna, you're gonna literally go. You've been in the working life. You're going back to the uni life. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be mental. Really, really. I know. It's going to be like living with like strangers again because now all of my friends, like they've already got their jobs. They've already like graduated. Uh, people who I knew went to um, like, you know, sandwich years and stuff. They've already come back and graduated too. So I'm going back like completely like a clean slate. I don't know anybody. I think I meet my housemates this Friday when I go see my house. And I think are, there, are your housemates on your course or are they just... Uh, no no they're just gonna be random master students like i asked my landlady like oh you know what kind of vacancies do you have open she was like well we have like this house just that's all master students so we don't put you in with like the second years or the third years so you guys have like different like stress levels or something you know so it'll be the same sort of working environment yeah yeah i'm looking forward to no that's literally I, I, it's because also as well it's so rare that somebody goes into the working world then goes back yeah. But yeah, I guess it's going to be kind of cool. It's going to be kind of. Are you going to restart the skateboarding society? Oh, if if I can, but I heard a master's is like pretty heavy duty. You know, like you yeah. really got to like knuckle down. But I don't know. I'm sure I'll find time for it too. Like I was going to go back to like working part time as a bartender too, because just I just kind of miss that kind of vibe. You know. Yeah. 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 Drinking. Good work. Um, <laughs> super. Right. So quick fire round. Sure. Are you ready? Let's go. Perfect. If you could describe yourself with three act- adjectives, what would they be? Uh, energetic, kind of chaotic, but hardworking. I could agree. What <laughs> tech's going to take over the world? Of virtual reality, augmented reality, or like AI, any of those big three, they're going to change our lives. Mental. Nerdiest piece of tech you own? But probably my laptop. I only, I've only got my phone and my laptop right now, but I'm waiting for hoverboards to come out so I can like grab one straight away. Nice. Apple or Android? Android all the way. You get under the hood and everything. Oh, uh, this is the thing. I'm I'm so Apple basically because really? I'm so, I'm so scared of Android. You know <laughs> what's wrong with them? They're like they're so much fun to mess around with. Like you get developer options and everything. So I'll tell you a quick so the quick fire rounds finish anyway. I'll tell you a quick story. So I was always Apple, but my wife worked for Samsung. Yeah. So she was always like, obviously, she's like, she's drunk the Kool Aid from Samsung. She's indoctrinated. Yeah. She joined there at a uni. She loves it, basically. Yeah. Potent, you know, potentially. It's a, it, Samsung's a cult, basically, right? And, <laughs> uh, they don't tell you that, but it is because she loves it. And she was like, no, get an Android. You'll love it. You need to get rid of that iPhone. It's rubbish, all that kind of stuff. I got rid of it. 
and I got it was a Samsung. I can't remember what it was. It was a Galaxy top thing, probably yeah. about five years ago. And I got it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really, it's really nice, you know, really cool. Like, actually, probably a lot better than Apple." And it had this terrible thing of basically unlocking whilst it was in my pocket. Yeah. And, and typing emails. So literally, I'd get to work and I'd look at my emails, and somebody'd be like, "You're right, mate," and it'd be like a client, and I'd send them an email like, <laughs> and literally, I was like oh no and then i literally was like is it definitely locked i'm definitely locking it and i, yeah. I, I looked at it like the other degree i had it for six months and i think people just thought for a while i was a bit weird because they oh, kept no. these random emails or text messages or whatever of me just talking mumbo jumbo and then at that point i gave her the phone i went you can have it i need to get an iphone yeah Basically. no no i completely understand because like i've got like the s10 here and um like it's always in my pocket whenever I go escape, but you know when you get pretty warm, it starts sticking to your leg. So it's got this um auto lock feature. So like you have to like slide up, like yeah. you know, if it's like if it thinks it's being unlocked, but if it stays on that screen for a while, it gets really really warm because it kind of still is turned on, right? Same for like the autocorrect thing. Um, I type quite quick, right? And yeah. sometimes my phone has to like kind of try and keep up with me. Yeah. So the autocorrect will then replace the word I'm typing with the word I've just typed. So, oh. Yeah, so like when I do start like typing, I've I've said like the same word like four times before I've started the next sentence. You need to get an iPhone. <laughs> Doubt that never. Like all Super my accounts are Google and stuff. I don't think I'd ever turn. And you're telling yeah. me Samsung a cult. I feel like Apple's kind of like sort of culty too. Like you're recruiting for them right now. Oh god, yeah. That, and that's the thing. I'm well and truly in the Apple crew as well. Like I've yeah. I'm, I've literally been indoctrinated. But um, no, thank you for today. It's been a oh, real no, pleasure. Thank you for having me. No, it's been a real pleasure. It's great to have seen you grown as well over the years. Your your personality, your technical skills, and your hair. So, so <laughs> yeah, very... thank you for giving me the opportunity. You know, I wouldn't be here without you guys. No, it's been a real pleasure. So, how can listeners connect with you? Uh, I mean, you? I've got my Instagram. I've got my LinkedIn. You can find me at Dimeric, or my Instagram handle is Dimasaur. Kind of, <laughs> I know, right? Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, <laughs> I had it since I was a kid, so. Super, good stuff. So, yeah, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck at uni. Thank right. you, man. I'll keep you ne guys posted. Next time I'm up there, don't forget you need to buy me a beer. All right? Oh, definitely. It's on me, man. Don't sweat it. Good man. Okay, right, I'll get your later. student discount. Okay, <laughs>